It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I need somebody to justify for me how and why a cop that has apprehended and handcuffed a man for allegedly, you know, having a forged check and whatever business he was attempting to do business in with that check, to have your knee so deeply embedded in a man's neck as he is face first on concrete street for eight minutes and you have bystanders that are in the vicinity that are pleading with you as well as your contemporaries and you do not feel compelled to, you know, forego you have in your knee on this man's neck and he's continually telling you that he can't breathe and he later passes away from your action I could have sworn that the duties of our law enforcement were to protect and to serve I never read anywhere where it was to apprehend and kill it seems as if this continues to be an ongoing thing. I want to say just weeks ago, we were talking about the kid in Indianapolis. Prior to that, we were talking about Ahmad Aubrey, the kid in Georgia. It just seems to be a reoccurring thing that is never going to end. And I see the individuals, the citizens of Minnesota, that are definitely letting law enforcement know that they are sick of this shit. They're tired of the racism, they're tired of the bigotry, they're tired of the racial profiling, et cetera, et cetera. The only thing that I disagree is the act in which they're going about certain things, throwing, uh, you know, rocks and other items that, you know, police cars and things. I don't always subscribe to fighting for it. I understand where it comes from because a lot of us are, you know, enraged at these, you know, police killings and everything i just don't want it to be a situation where we find more and more of ourselves killed in the manner in which we're protesting if anybody has seen that video white black whatever ethnicity you are if there is any decency within you you have to feel some kind of sorrow when you look at a video like that Steven Jackson on his Instagram today, very emotional, a dear friend of his, George, uh, man, what the brother's name? George, uh, help me out, Street Fighter. What's the cut? I just had his name. It's George something. Dang, what is that brother's name? I just had it. I really just had it. Anyway, the fact of the matter is that When we say Black Lives Matter, it's not 
in it's not in the sense of where you know we're disregarding the lives of other citizens. It's just hard for anyone who isn't black to empathize with black people for black people because you rarely have found yourself in a predicament where you have felt any kind of oppression, experienced any type of segregation, and to, to be completely casted away from society simply because of the color of your skin. That's one of the reasons why we have Black Lives Matter. I really feel way to know that if you have an encounter with a law enforcement officer, if you just so happen to be a black person, consciously with these things that continue to transpire within our country, you wonder if that'll be like the last stages of your life for whatever reason that the police are attempting to, you know, question you, arrest you, so on and so forth. I cannot believe that nobody, not even his contemporaries, felt compelled to say, bro, chill out. What threat is this man posing to you or to anybody else when he's in handcuffs and he's face down on the ground? To simply fire every police officer that was involved simply is not enough. That does not give you a pass to say, oh, well, black people, we did get rid of, you know, the static. Now y'all can go back on and carry on with your lives. Everything is further from here. No. Because Street Fighter, if he goes out there and decides to quit somebody, he's going to jail. If I decide to go out there and murder somebody, I'm going to jail. The only way we as black people should be happy and have any kind of relief from this is if all of those officers who were involved, particularly the one that murdered him, is taking the trial and prosecuted for murder. Anything short of that is an injustice and it's an indictment on the Minnesota Police Department, period. You have video evidence. You have video evidence. Indisputable evidence. So anything less of taking that man to trial and finding him guilty of murder, it simply will not suffice. Period. Period. It's not enough for you to just put this brother in handcuffs and to take him into custody. Why in the hell is your knee pressed into his neck for eight fucking minutes? Why? Why? Pleading with you. Bystanders are pleading with you. Stop. You're killing him. If anybody has seen the video, he is telling the officer, I can't breathe. And that grimacing look that is on the face of that officer, I'll be the one to tell it if nobody else wants to say it. You fucking racist is what you are. 
it did your soul good to know that you were taking the life out of a black man. Killed him. You murdered him. To simply fire him will not suffice. Street Fighter, it's on you, man. This, it's the thing, I because I didn't watch the video, and I'm not going to watch the video. I can't really go through that. But, like, it, it bothers There's so much. I didn't have to watch the video. There's literally one picture with this guy having a knee on this man's neck with his hands in his pockets. His hands in his pockets means that he just feels like, whatever, this is another day, nothing's going to happen. You don't feel threatened with your hands in your pockets, first off. You were just chilling there. You were just chilling with your knee on somebody's neck. And then if you, that's just the one camera angle that only shows him. If you see the one behind him, there's two other officers holding this man down. So first off, he was obviously being held down. For some reason, you decided, well, I have to look like I'm doing something here. And you decided to put your knee on his neck. Because obviously that's not a dangerous place to do that. It's just, I'm going to look like I'm doing something here. You know, I don't really want to be here anyways. I could have been anywhere else. I'm just going to put my knee on this guy's neck. I don't care what he's talking about. He's just trying to lie and get his way out of this. Why the fuck were you? What? See, it's shit like this. You have on you, I don't know how much you weigh. I'm going to say you weigh 170 pounds. You probably got 15 pounds of gear on you. You probably, so at, at the very least, you weigh 190, 200 pounds on this man's neck. You hear people, and you see people recording you, and if I'm not mistaken, I heard in the part of the video there was a woman who identified herself as working with the Minneapolis Fire Department who asked you to check both posts. You looked at her and must have thought she was stupid. Because it's like, why is she asking me this? I know how to do my job. You didn't care what the man with the need you were saying. And you didn't care that there were two people already on him holding him down. You just felt like you need to do something to assert your power on the situation. And you needed to look cool doing it while you had your hands in your pockets. So you put your knee on a human being's neck, and you were just like, eh, that'll be all right. We'll just wait till the ambulance comes. I'll just stay here. What if somebody just put their knee on your neck for like eight minutes, apparently? And apparently, after he passed out, obviously passed out, you still kept your knee on his neck. And and to the other officers, this obviously got this man handcuffed. Do you not notice he's unconscious? I I've I've done I have no idea that if you've ever done like any martial arts classes. I've done martial arts. I've choked people near unconscious. You can feel it when their body starts going limp, even if they're not on top of you. You're on top of them. It's just a different feeling. You can tell. Nobody was out there yelling. This wasn't a dangerous situation. There weren't a bunch of people, a bunch of threats around you, unless you consider people recording and asking the check for a pulse. All right, that's neither here nor there. There wasn't a bunch of threats around you. You could have kept your eye on this man, noticed he was unconscious, said something to the officer with his hands in his pockets, like, this is just a chill afternoon. Been like, hey, hey, he's not breathing. Move. No, instead, you guys decided uh, we need all three of us to hold this man down because he's so dangerous with a possible forged check. We're going to wait till the ambulance comes to do something different. And then 
in the police report, apparently, trying to say something about he was resisting arrest. You brought out some statements that he had diabetes or whatever. I, you know, honestly, that's so disrespectful. I'm not getting to the health of this, but a lot of black people know people with diabetes. Listen, we don't think people just die on the street with diabetes. That's not how diabetes works. We're not stupid. What the fuck kind of statement is that? You don't just die from diabetes. Oh, he had diabetes. That's it. He dropped that right there. No. If his blood sugar was low, by the way, you know, I feel like she would have told you what his blood sugar was low, but still on God to pay attention and recognize that and ask some questions because I know that is. Which I bring on this no, no, he didn't die from no fucking diabetes. Just like homeboy St. Louis didn't just die from a miraculously broken back when he was handcuffed. No. No, this is total protocol by terrible officers and Jane somehow accidentally, magically against the numbers with another black person. Because it just seems to somehow accidentally a black person on the opposite end of when cops, officers decide to do stupid shit. And I don't think it was, it may have been weeks ago, the Ahmaud Arbery thing happened, but for real, for us not, it was just like Sunday or Saturday, I think. It may have been Saturday that we actually talked about it on here. It wasn't that long ago, because we had a nice little streak going that I was trying to be happy about, actually, and then this shit happened. Very recently, we brought that up, and here we are again with an entirely different person in the same state, if I'm not mistaken, back where Philando Castillo got shot and killed. And we just have to keep hearing the officers, you know, what? The officers, what? You can't explain this stuff, no? I'm still trying to figure out how you explain an officer firing a gun into a car with a child inside of it. But that's not a here nor there, I guess, because we can't keep saying on one person dying because everybody else is. We all keep finding new ways. This whole I can't breathe shit is actually way, way older. Choking black people to death has been a thing since do the right thing, a Spike Lee movie. That was... Cops have been choking black people to death for quite a while. That's been a thing for quite a while. It's been a problem. It should be embarrassing. It should be embarrassing how much of a thing it is for officers to be killing black people by choking them to death quote-unquote, as they're resisting arrest and they're trying to get control of Because, like, you can't keep saying problem. Because if it's that problem, ideally, you would change something. But if you're trying to, to me, if you keep saying we keep fucking up in one area, we should probably train differently. Obviously, y'all haven't. Y'all apparently giving officers new technology and tasers and stuff, and yet somehow people still keep getting shot. Tasers just stay in the pocket. So I, I need to know what it is. Because y'all keep trying to explain it. I don't want to know what it is. It's apparently a snap decision. You know, his life was in danger. Oh, so this guy's life is in danger? There was three people on one man handcuffed to the ground for a nonviolent crime? And this guy wasn't big this time. His homeboy in uh, Louisiana that was uh, supposedly selling cigarettes, that was illegal, or CDs, he was a really big dude, and they killed him. That was y'all's excuse. He was a big dude. This guy's not big. He wasn't big. He wasn't being aggressive. He wasn't being violent. What's, what's the word? I'm trying to find out. There's also a video 
that has surfaced online that documents the entire event that also proves that George Floyd at no point in time was resisting arrest. So I would like for the Minnesota Police Department to make it make sense. I was listening to another podcast that I follow that were speaking on this very issue. And uh, they had advised for the loved ones, for activists within, you know, the city and surrounding areas to definitely uh, push and press for the police department to be sued because they feel like I feel anything short of these police officers being prosecuted for murder simply is an injustice. They, I don't think people really understand one of the pros of this day and age of social media and how everything is, is, is captured through our, you know, phones, camera lenses, how things are streamed, so on and so forth. I can only imagine these kinds of events that, you know, have been a part of our country's history forever that weren't documented, you know, on camera. I have to encourage the people to know that even though, I, you know, we weren't alive, Street Fighter and I weren't alive when this, you know, transpired, this is the same type of shit that ignited the L.A. riots of 1992 behind Rodney King's incident. The same type of shit. And what's been going on in Minnesota, like I said, I understand my people. I understand the rage. I understand the disgust. I understand how tired we really are. I'm not saying that, you know, you. you I'm not telling anyone how to react because, like I said, folks, is tired. We, we're beyond tired. I just don't want it to be a thing where we're back here within the coming days, weeks, or whatever have you. Because, you know, protests that our people have taken and to, you know, the credit of others, I see some, you know, white people and people of other, you know, ethnicities that, you know, have been in these rallies and in these protests and things. So I don't want to discredit nobody because you have sincere and pure-hearted and kind-hearted humans of all colors and races. But Everything is being captured on a camera, and like I said, I would really love to know what kind of rabbit they think they're going to pull out of a hat for an incident like this, because you're going to have media outlets that are going to attempt to dig up any kind of dirt on George Floyd as, uh, that they can. I know him and Steven Jackson, the professional basketball player, now retired. You may have heard of him, played for, you know, the Indiana Pacers, the Spurs. So on and so forth has a dope basketball podcast with Matt uh, Matt Barnes on the uh, Showtime Network. All the smoke, take check into that. But like I said, he went on Facebook, I mean Instagram Live today, and that was one of his homeboys. And as as emotional as he was in that video, he said that he called George Floyd 
twins. They were really close, like, like a ball sack close. He just said that he sent him about three boxes or so worth of clothes. He said that he was in Minnesota trying to get his life together, driving trucks, so on and so forth. So if it's being said that, you know, he the police were called, uh, summoned, because, you know, he was attempting to use a forged check, okay. But a man attempting to use a forged check should not, and no point in time could anybody justify that to being a means of a police officer exerting excessive force and taking this man's life. Firing them ain't enough. This is like the fifth time I've said that that will not be enough. If they don't do what they should do, they are obligated to do, given all of this video evidence that shows that this officer and this police task force are completely out of line, then it's going to be most shit that's going to be going on in that city, and and it's going to ignite a rage that I don't think the police force will be able to contain simply because this is not shit that y'all want to continue to keep playing with. Killing us for no freaking reason. If we've done any kind of criminal activity, I'm not sitting there saying that we need to be absolved. If you do the crime, you have to be able to take whatever ramifications and repercussions come with it. But at the same token, if you are not a threat to the police and a threat to society, you do not deserve to have your life taken from you, period. It's too and much the negative, of shit that's happening, way too much. A problem, and also a side problem that I've, I've felt way about for a while, as some, I feel kind of bad for the people that are there on scene watching it. Because a lot of people say, if you're there watching it, why would you just watch him kill him and why don't you do something? Because the way the police are set up, I remember a specific incident, then I'll bring it back to Mr. Floyd's case. I remember in Texas, this police officer grabbed a 15-year-old girl by her hair, pulled her down to the ground, put his full weight on her back, and was holding her down by her hair, and one of her friends walked up, and again, this kid must be like between 13 and 16, walked up and was trying to be like, hey, you don't need to grab her like that. I was trying to say something. The police officer reached for his gun. These were all kids at like a pool party that apparently this girl was not supposed to be at or something. The family called the police saying they were causing a disturbance, they were being too loud or whatever. This police officer, while his knee is on a 15-year-old girl's back, full body weight and all his gear, reached for his gun when another teenager was coming up to him trying to say he was leaning too hard on the girl. That's a child that he seemed at that moment like he was ready to shoot because he felt so threatened. What do you do as an adult if you're thinking about your kids that you may have to go home to? Because I I would. I'm not going to lie. I would be happy, and I would want them to do something about that incident. But you could lose your life just as easily. 
And if you're a black person, I don't know if you know anybody that's done this, you may. I know people that have black people that have just argued with police because they were coming at other family members or saying things. And they are saying things or acting in a way they didn't feel was appropriate. People that have argued with police and gotten charges for that. Because the police said they were, they felt threatened or they felt assaulted verbally and could say it was physical because who's going to, you know, take their word. And they've gotten charges for that, saying they assaulted the police officer. Just for right. trying to argue and get in the way. So it's like, it's one of those incidents where they're making it a us versus you kind of thing. And that's not something you want. Because if you start to make it where if I... I'm going to interrupt you. I am also putting myself in danger. That's going way, way back to the original Black Panthers where if I feel like you're using too much force, then I don't have to have a weapon to protect myself because you have a weapon to protect yourself. You don't seem free to use it. And then where, what, what happens then? What happens then? Like, what are we really talking about at this point? Well, it's just being talked like, and to an extent, I guess some people want to say, well, maybe it's not all. For all those officers that it's not, they better start stomping on the necks of the officers that it is. Because let me let you know right now, if there was somebody that I knew that was acting this kind of crazy and I thought it could affect me, I'm going to let you know. Other officers should let them know. If you think this is going to be a problem, let them know. Get in their face. You know somebody that's out here killing people or could be killing people? Say something. Don't let it happen. And then you standing there beside them like those two were that was on that dude's back? Because we looking at you, too. What you going to tell your family, your wife, or your husband, I'm not the one that did it. He was leaning on his back. Why didn't you stop him? Why didn't you move him off of that? For all that time he was on that person's back, couldn't you have moved him off? Could be there. Like, no, man. 
The people on y'all's helmets now, boys. Hey, like I said, we getting tired. It seems like every couple of weeks there is some kind of incident, another occurrence of police brutality where a also, black life also, is being loved. Think about the fact that we saw all those, uh, that one police officer, I guess, standing in the middle of all those people that were protesting the lockdown. With guns. Let me know why the hell are we protesting a virus with guns. Do, do you have an anti-sickness bullet? Because I'm trying to find out why that's cool. People are protesting this right now purposely without guns. Because I really would love to know what happens if people were protesting this murder with guns strapped on their backs. What if that was what, what if they were doing that? What if instead of just protesting angrily with guns, even, even if they throw in rocks, even if they throw in rocks, I don't care what nobody says. I'd rather you throw a rock through my window than walk down my street with an assault rifle or a submachine gun. I don't know what's going to happen with that gun. I don't know. It's just fun, man. It's a whole different set of rules, and they keep trying to act like it's not. Like, we see it. We obviously see this. We not tripping. Don't tell us it's our imagination. We see this. And please don't sit there in a tent to dig up, you know, any dirt because everybody got skeletons in their closet and give this any kind of reason to justify why this man's life was taken away from him in such a brutal and excessive force. We want to say rest in peace to George Floyd. No justice, no peace. I want y'all to remember that. Fuck the police. Come on, somebody podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.